So the story is that, you know, the band wants to do something completely different for their 10th album. They go to record a house at a house where a, a, a previous band, a fictional band, had descended into violent madness and had uh, broken up due to musical differences, I think is the and way mass murder. it would be reported in the press. And uh, the house starts to influence Dave Grohl and carnage ensues. So... I mean, the the marriage of, of rock stars and movies is as old as the hills. You think of, you know, Elvis in Jailhouse Rock and King Creole in the 50s and then Tommy Steele, Rock Around the World, Cliff Richard and Express, Espresso Bonga, which, of course, actually really is the Tommy Steele story because it kind of came from the st stage show. And the Beatles movies, which you talked about and that, and incidentally, what an extraordinary experience of watching Incredible. Get Back. Unbelievable. Um Early 70s, when I was going to the cinema, you know, Shuadi Wadi and the Rubettes and Mud were in Never Too Young to Rock and Side by Side. That. Didn't see that. And then, you know, Purple Rain, which uh, Dave Grohl talked about, in which we learned that Prince can do a lot of things, but acting isn't one of them. Yeah, true. And then, you know, we like we reviewed uh, the Rizzo's film, Man with the Iron Fist, you know, so there are uh, people who've been in music making. for So th it is basically a really, really common thing. What's more common is the fact that there are genre movies with rock stars in. So, you know, you mentioned The Ghost Goes Gear, in the, which is horror comedy. There's also Gonks Go Beat, which is a science fiction movie with all those, you know, those rock stars in. Space is the Place, which is the Sunra film, which is actually, I think, now kind of generally thought of as one of the high points of Afrofuturism. And it's a really interesting film, but it is kind of, you know, as it, the classic Afrofuturist film is Sunra, uh, Space is the Place. And then there's films like The Comeback, which is a horror movie starring Jack Jones, who was, I mean, Jack Jones was an actor and a singer, but I remember seeing it on television. A trade union leader as well. That's right, yeah. I remember That's seeing it on television. Good skill set. And watching it, very good. And watching it and thinking, I don't know what this movie is. I turned on after the beginning, I didn't realise it was a horror movie. I just recognised it was this entertainer. And then suddenly it all gets very, very, you know, stabby. And I don't stashy. really know anything about Afrofuturism, by the way. But if you get a chance, watch Space is the Place. It is, it's a remarkable piece of work. I mean, it's really, really interesting. But, but the point I'm making is that the genre crossover with with uh, rock stars and rock bands is also it's it's quite common that's why ghost goes gear is interesting and that's why gonks go beat is interesting i mean they're also classically bad films so in the case of this um it's not doing anything that's new and and it's also worth pointing out that I don't think the band will be giving up their day jobs for acting anytime soon. Mm. I mean, it's not like Art Garfunkel, who when you see Art Garfunkel acting, you go, OK, well, he's a brilliant singer, but he's also, a, you know, he could easily just be an actor. He, you know, he's fantastic in bad timing, for example. It is kind of fun. The director is the guy who made Hatchet 3. And there is, there's, if, you were, if you were the editor of Fangoria magazine, you'd watch this and go, well, that is, that's at least a six-page spread because there is enough sort of scrungy stuff going on. I mean, one of, one of the issues is some of the scrungier, rubbery stuff felt a little CG to me. It's not completely old school scrunge, but there is an awful lot of scrunge in it. And, you know, you mentioned at the very, very beginning, it's clear that that's the way that it's, that it's tipping. In fact, I, I got the BBFC certificate details up and uh, I'm not even going to read them out because is it, is it 15 or it's an 18? It's 18. Okay. Yeah, and it, when you when you when you read the thing, you go, oh yeah, okay, fine. Although one of the fascinating things about it is, it's I mean, it's it's perfectly innocuous scrunge because it's all it's knockabout, you know, in the same way as. Sam Raimi talked about the Evil Dead basically being the Three Stooges with, you know, uh, with offal standing in for custard pies. And there's nothing in the movie that's frightening. And there's nothing in the movie that's um, 
oh, you know, revolting. There's plenty that's scrungy, but it's but it's all sort of knockabout comedy stuff. Um, the John Carpenter thing is interesting because the minute you hear that theme tune, you go, that's either John Carpenter or it's somebody doing a very good... Oh, no, it is John Carpenter, and then John Carpenter actually appears in the thing. I think the Wilford Taze, the delivery guy scene is very funny. I think the... The the Coldplay gag is funny. Lionel Rich. The Lionel Rich T biscuit is a is a, that is a great gag. <laughs> not only is it a great gag, which you know let's not spoil it, but it, but he does it really well. I mean, he's sort of you know he's obviously very game. I think that if I have a if I have an issue in an ideal world, this would be eighty two minutes long. Oh, ab- ab- absolutely no question. Which goes back to the what we talked about here before being. Uh, precisely that length. You think, you, and this is an hour and forty-five. Yeah, I think one hundred and six like minutes. It's one hundred and six minutes. Doesn't need. Doesn't need yeah. To. So you could lop half an hour off this very, very easily. At times, I was. Do you remember Bloodbath at the House of Death? Now, what do you think the answer to that is? Well, you might do because it was a Kenny Everett movie. No. Okay. I don't think so. It was Kenny Everett and Vincent Price, and I think. Um, uh, Sounds like the kind of thing that Roy Castle would turn up in. Yes, in well, of course, Roy Castle did turn up in. Yeah, yeah, fine. Okay, so, but it was it was it was slappy and 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 not very good, and this is kind of because it's now because it's it's put together professionally and because there is a lot of scrunge in it. You go, okay, fine. If, if it was a half an hour shorter, it would be okay, fine. Slap it on the video, not video DVD, put it on stream, and that'll that'll yeah. be fun. So it's half an hour too long. Um, I was also thinking, weirdly enough, when I was watching it, you know, about the way that times have changed. If if that if that film had been made around the time of the video nasties, it would have been so banned. It would have been like lit- so banned, like, so banned. Like literally, they would have stood up at Snaresbrook Crown Court and they would have read out the list of things that happened in it. Yes, exactly. Nine o'clock in the morning, and a magistrate would have gone, "Yeah, that's absolutely going on the nasties list." So it was a kind of weird sort of nostalgic thing for me watching it thinking well times have really really changed there's, al- there's also one say i was going to talk about we ran we ran out of time in the conversation but we met he mentions in the film that the drummer is the guy who doesn't want to learn any of the words yeah no um, surprise there but there's a but there's a scene where he's just trying to get his drum placement right yes which is so fussy <laughs> and pernickety it makes you and your microphone obsession i know appear quite even-handed where i just thought i bet he is a little bit like that and there but it, also it is a fun Funny gag because it's like, and he, he gets it moving, and then bang, just a little bit, bang. and and but he won't touch the drums. It's the the roadie is the guy who has to do it. And that roadie, I mean, I only learned this because of, for the research for the for the interview. That roadie is the guitarist out of Slayer. Oh, so, okay, fine. So, who who doesn't last long in the film? He's he's the first to go, I think. Yeah. So the the BBFC thing says strong strong bloody violence and gore and then if you go onto the ratings info which may contain spoilers it's like you go honestly if it had been the 1980s and you'd read that out you would have gone yeah that won't see the light of day so you know the world has changed for the best anyway that's studio 666